Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I am the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Organifi. If you're into high-performance superfood powder blends to boost your smoothies, then you simply can't go past Organifi. Organifi uses the highest quality plant-based ingredients for optimal health with organic ingredients and less than three grams of sugar per serving. Not only that, but their products are also very delicious. Visit Organifi.com forward slash boost. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash boost for 20% off all products. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash boost. What's up, fam? Lucas here. I want to take a moment to announce a couple of things to all my new listeners on the podcast. Firstly, if you're looking to upgrade your brain function, whether that be through reducing brain fog, enhancing verbal fluency, improving confidence, motivation, drive, or even orgasm intensity, then check out my nootropics course, which can be found on my website at www.ergogenic.health. And you'll see at the top, it will say courses where you can use the discount code BYB15 to save 15% off. In addition, I also have a sleep optimization masterclass and a testosterone optimization course that can also be accessed on my website. Again, you can use the same discount code BYB15 to save 15% off. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Biology podcast. Today, I'm joined in with a special guest, also joining me in from Melbourne. Uh, we've actually known each other for quite some time now. In fact, we probably met maybe five, six years ago at one of the early biohacking conferences. Um, so joining me on the show today is Dane Barkley. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Lucas. Awesome to have, be on the show with you. Thanks for having me on. So, Dane, maybe do you want to let my audience know a little bit about you, your journey, and like how you got so fascinated into sort of biohacking? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it's crazy we've known each other for that long too. It's nuts. A really cool community network we have down here, which I'm really stoked to be a part of. But um, I guess my journey really, um, I'd say I've always been health conscious for most of my life. Um, very fortunate to grow up with parents that sort of allowed me to to have that base knowledge to begin with and be like more curious with health. Um, and at the time, it was like the best that I could do and the knowledge they had. Um, I grew up fairly healthy, fairly active. And then I sort of suffered with my own sort of, it wasn't that looking back now, <laughs> reflecting, it wasn't that extreme sort of health conditions that I hear a lot of people go through as well. Mine was severe um, hay fever and sinusitis. And that like an allergies was definitely my, and still is my sort of Achilles heel or weak point. And so for me, that was, I had to sort of every spring come around, it got worse and worse and worse until my like early twenties. And then it got to a point where I, I went to try like every guess medical intervention there really was. So I did like everything from the and, um, injections to try to sort of, it's everything that like the doctors would recommend. And so I was at a time I was sort of trusted that and I just went with the flow of it and I did everything really. And it got to the, the last phase, which was the operation. So I had my nose scraped out. Um, and I had like, I was in, yeah, went on to obviously general and, that wasn't that, that fun. And I had two weeks of like a cast as well as when those like cracked and scraped out to clear out a lot of um, inflammation in there as well that had been there for decades. Um, and that sort of, it was very temporary sort of solution to it. So then that got me into like sort of thinking what else is there that I could actually do. So pretty much got me into the space of sort of the alternative health nutrition area. So I started to look into diet and nutrition. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's some link between inflammation and say food or nutrition. So I started to explore that world. And then I sort of really went further into that well in 2014 when my grandfather passed away. It was like, had a quite a big impact on our family and me specifically. And it activated something inside me to pursue alternative health, sort of holistic health. And so I started out in that world of um, going to IIN, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, based in New York. And so they, um, I went through them and went through, like learned about paleo and Ayurvedic. And I was like, this is so fascinating. So that sort of opened my world up. It was a, like a foundation for me to sort of propel me and step me into the next sort of phase and level. And so I wanted to pursue this professionally. And so I went into it well, very deeply. And from there, I went into like the primal health coach training, which led me into the Bulletproof training, which is now Human Potential Institute. So I went to three different certifications, become one to absorb as much knowledge as I could, as well as like just consuming podcasts and books at like just a, a, a sort of velocity and speed. I wanted to sort of gain this information and like sort of make up and lost time. So pretty much that sort of led me and that has led me through this whole journey to where I am today. Last sort of seven years of just like intense amount of experimenting and then reading and just learning everything I could really in a space and just evolving every step of the way in my sort of beliefs and letting go and unlearning and relearning different aspects as well. So that really led me in there. And that's, is definitely, I feel this is where, like what I'm meant to be here in this lifetime doing. And it's just it, like every day it's like, it doesn't feel like work at all. It's just like, I just love every aspect of it. As you know, like going to meetups with um, people that are like-minded and chatting about this stuff is just, it never gets boring. And it's just so much to learn. So um, yeah, it's pretty much that my sort of journey in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and for those listening in, um, Dane's actually doing some really great stuff at the moment. He's, um, he's got his own business up and running. Um, he's been very passionate into like sort of discovering novel and, you know, useful biohacks, even from the early days. I remember like just seeing some of the content you're posting, but it's, it's funny how like, you know, once, um, you know, people struggle with their own health issues, it ends up propelling them towards starting their own thing. And so, yeah, man, like hats off to you for actually taking that step forward and, you know, diving into what you're doing today. So do you want to let my audience know, like, what are you, what are you focusing on like today? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess with my, um, so two aspects that we're really focusing on right now. So one obviously is the um, Barclay eyewear, uh, the glasses, so the blue blocking glasses that took me a lot of energy and a lot of last belief two, three years now, I think it was to sort of develop and get them to where they are. And so that has been my focus for previously for the last sort of couple of years is was um, firstly innovating and creating this product that I couldn't find anything else like that out there. And so I really wanted to sort of create something that was so unique that I wanted to wear, that my family and friends wanted to wear and that others would feel comfortable wearing that was also effective 
based off the knowledge I knew about health as well. So a lot of products out there, um, they may look good, but not effective. And maybe products that might not look as good, um, and, but may be effective. So I wanted to sort of marry those two together and create sort of the glasses where I have now. So that took up most of my sort of bandwidth for the last, um, yeah, last few years now at least to get that sort of out there. And I'm still doing what I can now and at a new stage, a new development of um, research and development for the next phase of that. So that's, that's exciting um, for us, but also challenging. And um, where most people would probably be quite complacent or comfortable with the level we are now because we can um, confident like there's nothing, nothing else like out there with these glasses, but for me, it's not good enough. And I want to keep improving upon that and innovating because that's just what lights me up as well. And so um, that's the where we're at with the glasses, the blue blocking glasses at least. And then Indy and I as well, um, we've been fairly recently at the stage of sort of building out and uh, progressing with our program. So we're specifically focusing on preconception um, for women and their partners. And so that area is, is taking a bit for us to actually... Um, sort of design our program in a way that can encapsulate our sort of comprehensive knowledge of holistic health. And as, as you know, there's, there's so many areas, like if we just go to say environment to talk about mold and then EMFs, and then it just keeps going down this rabbit hole and then lighting and there's just, and like, uh, yeah, it's just the world of us is trying to encapsulate this into a program that can help deliver it to, to couples that help them clean out their or get like detox and clean their bodies before they have a sort of a child. So we're personally going through that phase right now. So we're going to be uh, documenting our sort of journey weekly on our, um, on our Instagram about everything that we're sort of going through and knowing the importance that we put behind that towards bringing a child into this, into this world. So uh, that those two projects is what taking up literally all our time right now is, uh, is the research and development for the new phase of Barclay Eyewear and the, um, and the building out the program for the, preconceptions that have um, aspect of things as well. Amazing, man. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I want to share like my early experience wearing blue blockers, like many, many years ago, I had the, um, the original pair I had was like the Uvex ones. I think you also had a pair, right? Yeah. So with the, I mean, like I, I was um, pretty much wearing them like, you know, starting from like 5 p.m., at like 6 p.m. wearing those Uvex around the house and like even when visitors came over, like they'd see me wearing those ugly glasses. So let's like, let's dive into um, an aspect of health, which is light that is often neglected. And let's talk about why um, it's so important to, you know, filter out artificial light, not only blue light, but the other sort of um, different types of artificial light. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think it's, I feel it's funny because I'm always like, I'm always, I'm so curious. It's more about human behavior and the ability to, why some believe that to be the case and others just neglect it um, and just don't actually, for me, understandably, why I have such a deep passion for it. It's it's just to, for your audience to have a bit of context is that my grandmother was blind for majority of, for my whole life. And so for the last, uh, and she passed away in 2017. And so she never saw us uh, and, and all her children. Um, she lost her sight within the last, I think it was 30 or 40 years of her life. And so for me, I guess that is deep understanding of the importance of eyesight. And I really sort of valued that in a way. Um, I didn't realize how much I valued it until she was gone. And I, so much in me, I wanted to be like successful and, and rich so I can like bring her eyesight back. And that was like my goal for initially in my sort of younger days, early twenties at least. And so that was like this, the basis of me of like, there's not just creating blue blockers and just people wearing blocking light at night and having good sleep. It was a bit deeper than that as well. And uh, having that driver, which is probably allowed me to drive this moving forward constantly as well and not burn out. Uh, so for me, that was the, I saw the importance of eyesight. I really did. And, and how much it was a struggle to be without it. And my sort of understanding, like marrying that with my knowledge in the sort of the biophysics space as well. So Dr. Jack Cruz sort of opened my world up to that as well. And seeing the, the sort of the increased rate of macular degeneration in just younger people and just like worldwide and marrying that with the exposure, overexposure to artificial light and also the underexposure to like say sunlight, natural light. So seeing that and hearing that and, and sort of marrying that with my sort of experience of, with my nan is sort of allowed me to realize, okay, there's, there's a problem here and some people are aware of it. Some people aren't, some people don't care. So I felt like it was my sort of place to be able to 
bring my unique skills and passions to the world to help sort of bring like bridge the mainstream almost with like the, sort of the biohacking health space, which we've been part of for years. And so it was like, how do I do that? And because as you said, like the UVEX glasses was what I started with as well. And I think the the most powerful thing with with blue blocking glasses with the lighting is having felt experience with that. And as there's no other way that you can explain that, you can have all the studies in the world to sort of say it works, it works great, and people might have the knowledge. I know plenty of people we speak to, they say, oh, I've heard about blue blockers, but unless you actually wear them daily, nightly, you have that experience of what it feels like to have... Um, a really good sleep to have to like to be have like some actually have your cortisol levels to decrease and allow melatonin to increase. It's like unless you actually feel that, there's no nothing that can really sort of um, replace that in my eyes and in my eyes and my belief at least. So for me, it's like I started with UVEX and I sort of have evolved along the way and tried out so many other sort of aspects as well. And an understanding for me, there wasn't enough just to have a UVEX or just to try with the orange glasses. I wanted to really explore the world of like there's other aspects and not just it's not just a blue light that comes from the screen and want to understand there's like there's a whole light spectrum to really discover and me naturally my sort of tendencies wanted to, to explore and want to learn more and deeper about why and want to know like like almost get to the root of it all and understand the actual spectrums of light and how to block them and why to block them and when and so I wanted so I just went down this whole rabbit hole and Jack Cruz definitely sort of sparked that interest for me. And I read so many books around that as recommendations, at least. But with the sort of artificial light aspect of it, I it was just my felt experience going through that and then having friends and family uh, sort of experience that as well. And hear that it's like, it's, it's anecdotal, it's so powerful. And in, in this case, because there are limited studies on there, there are some out there, um, people can search, but it's, it's more limited than it is to actually study, say, blocking out 550 nanometers from nighttime as well, which is all the blue light and all the green light as well. So that's like, that hasn't been studied yet. And it may be down the track, which would be great to sort of um, prove what we already sort of know and feel. But uh, mm. for now, at least it's, um, I think it's it's definitely at an early stage. And so I think just getting that experience in. So that's why I still recommend for people to get some UVEX. They're like, I think eight, 10 bucks or something. So if people don't have any experience in blue blockers and they don't want to invest a ton of money, it's like just like it's such a, a little and small investment for massive return. And then you can always just upgrade to like, say, yeah, either the Barclays or, or another brand that you feel comfortable wearing as well and really get that experience. Mm. Yeah. With, um, with my initial experience wearing the, uh, the UVEX, honestly, man, it was one of the most effective sleep hacks that I had. Like at, at the time I was like, this is simple. All I have to do is wear these glasses at night and my sleep quality was so much better. Um, and then, you know, ultimately we sort of, we discussed different um, sleep hacks and things like that. And, you know, you've spoken about, you know, grounding, even, um, you know, sunlight exposure first thing in the morning, even sun gazing, which I s- still do today. Um, and, but the thing I like about, you know, the pair that you offer is the fact that there's three separate uh, lenses. So do you want to explore why your particular particular pair are so unique in that regard? Yeah, so that was, it was based off my understanding and knowledge um, of light, um, of by the biophysics aspects of light and how that impacts and knowing that it's not just because I, I, I had my, throughout the years learning it all and going to biohacking space, I was, I learned that, okay, there was the, the UVX ones, which are orange ones as well. And then eventually to the market, there was the red ones got brought into it, the really dark red ones. And so I was like interested to be like, okay, well, they're the great ones. And then the new ones in the market were like ones with yellow tints or even with like clear tints. And so I was like, oh, this is fascinating. There's like multiple different companies with different like tints. And I was like, this is okay. So I explored that area. And I then actually just by purchasing them over the years had like multiple pairs of glasses, which I found so frustrating. Like, and most of them I didn't feel comfortable wearing either. Like they were ones that I'd wear at home. I'd wrap around um, really dark red ones at home. It like some sort of superhero. It was just, that was just, for me, I can wear them inside the house, never outside the house. And so outside the house was like maybe my Swannies back in the day. That was like my um, introduction to wearing something comfortable outside um, that was tinted. Um, but so my sort of understanding, I really wanted to just 
discover why that was the case. So I dug in pretty deep and I read a lot. Um, I think it was it was Jason Luritsen's work. He's like a researcher as well. And he did a really comprehensive article on blue light and is probably the most comprehensive article I've read. And that sort of broke it down for me. That based on as well as Jack Cruz's work and everything else about the spectrum and, and um, how important it is to block out certain times, certain spectrums at different times of the day. So with the glasses I've sort of created, I'm like, I want to do one pair that does it all. And so I'm like, well, and then the idea came to me while I was like in research phase as well. It was um, have the clip-ons. And so it allowed me to have almost four pairs of one, four pairs of glasses in one that is so much easier to carry around that sort of meets my from day to night. So essentially it covers all those needs. So essentially for people that uh, have heard of blue blockers out there, there's generally, there's two different companies. The companies that sell the clear lens blue blockers. So they're the ones that are probably the more mainstream and more popular. And so the clear based lenses, uh, they block out a very small percentage. Um, some say they block out blue, but they, unless they have a tint on there, you're not really blocking out any sort of like beneficial artificial blue light that is. So it's, you're really blocking out some violet light and essentially that's, that's useful or that's okay for daytime screen use. So that's why for me as a base lens, we included that, uh, for people that wanted to say, get an introduction to blocking blue light that didn't want a, um, color distortion as well. So that the benefit of that, it's no color distortion and it's great for daytime computer use, which is awesome. So that blocks out just a very small percentage of, um, about half maybe of violet light. And so you don't really get into the blue or the green light as well. So that's where the the day lens came in. So like researching every other company and what they were doing and understanding the sort of the spectrum um, analysis was understanding that uh, up to 450 nanometers was like the range for daytime lenses. So that allowed a bit of like a, a yellow glow throughout the day. And so that's like a sort of added bonus to sort of the daytime uh, screen use. And so the idea is like the clear lens, which is our base lens, and you clip on, say, a yellow lens, that will give you those two lenses. It will be like, I say, our day lens. And so that would be useful for daytime use in front of artificial light or overexposure to artificial light. So um, me personally, like I don't wear my day ones all the time. Like I'm not wearing mine now. I have Iris installed on my computer all the time. And I'm usually in natural light anyway. And so for me, it's not as big of a sort of... um, a habit to create or even to as necessary as it is then to wear them from sunset onwards. And so that's where the the last two lenses, the dusk and the delta lens, um, the orange and the red, one, red ones are actually come into play. So they, they're actually um, beneficial from sunset onwards. And so people can interchangeably wear them as they feel comfortable. So we find the orange ones might be more popular to start with and they'll block up to 500 nanometers of light, which is all the blue all the blue light completely. And then I think it's like a very small portion of the green. And then that, and then the red one comes in. So the up to 550 nanometers is all the blue light and all the green light. So that's, that has been shown in, I think it's very limited studies still. It's been shown to be the most amount to all the most um, blue and green light to be the most sort of detrimental towards melatonin secretion at nighttime. So for me, it's like, for most biohackers, it's like great straight to red, like up to 550 nanometers is like, just go straight there. Like, why would you go less? Like, whereas some people want less, like based on whatever, like uh, personal preference. I've had a few customers or clients say they've um, reds too dark for them. I'm like, that's fair enough. And then um, yeah. we're actually developing some new lenses anyway that I'm um, redesigning a few things with the new, um, with the new sort of uh, Barclays that are coming out. And so we're going to sort of, uh, blend those two together. So it's going to be just um, a day and a night lens in the in the future pairs that are coming. And so, um, but that would be blocking. For me, it's like 550 nanometers, like the sweet spot. Uh, any darker, it gets really difficult to be able to see. Um, I think most suppliers won't even allow that because it starts to get, just, it distorts vision too much. So 550 is like the sweet spot that we've sort of learned in that sort of health space, at least to block. And then daytime use, it's like, yeah, it, it'll, it varies significantly based on your environment. And so, if you're in a fluorescent building uh, for, I don't know, eight, seven, nine hours a day, then you're in front of like a bright screen or two screens with no iris installed, then it's like for the, absolutely um, like daytime blue blockers would be necessary. Um, but I think if you, if you can adjust your environment to that, I don't think it's as necessary as it is from say nighttime. So at our, at our house, we're always wearing 
our, our bike leads at, from sunset onwards because our lighting there, we use minimal lighting, um, but because we're renting as well, we still have some, some warm lighting in the kitchen because we like to have just one light on there, but we wear our, our blue blockers. And if we want to watch a movie or if we want to be on phones, then there's no disruption towards our um, circadian rhythm and also our melatonin secretion as well. So mm-hmm. no issue at all ever, ever falling asleep really. Um, uh, unless it's like some, I don't know, a bit of stress from work or business that may be prevent that. But otherwise, it's, um, yeah, I think it's really important for people to understand that the nighttime aspect of blocking blue light is is, is definitely a more priority than it is for daytime. Mm, yeah. Um, with with your Barclays, I'm, I'm wearing just the, the dark, like the darkest lens all the time, like from 6 p.m., sort of 6 p.m. onwards. Um, I've got a funny story to share about that, actually. And if Beck's listening into this podcast, she'll remember this. Um, I was actually, I was, you know, it was late at night, nine o'clock. We wanted to leave the house, get some food. Um, and, you know, I was in the car, got in the car, had my, the darkest lens on. And honestly, man, I, I accidentally went through a red light because, <laughs> yeah, because uh, everything literally, that, that, for those listening in, those lenses are super dark and they, they're basically red, right? Like they block out almost with all spectrums of blue and green light, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Five hundred and fifty nanometers is what it is. We're actually we're redesigning that so they're going to have more visibility, so not going to be as dark. <laughs> and so the, the sample ones I've been testing now are actually yeah, they're, it's like a married of orange and red. It's like a sort of a dark, um, a dark orange the color, which would be now with a new lens that we're work that we're sort of working with here. Um, we're bringing manufacturing here to Australia, and so that's going to be a, a different lens, um, a new Japanese technology that's going to have this. Um, it's like it's a really high tech sort of technology, and then we like sort of marry those two together, so it still has the visibility because those red ones are yeah they're hectic and they're great, and that's why it's like we can't legally recommend anyone to wear them outside of the house or say uh, drive in the car. Um, <laughs> whereas the day clips are perfectly fine for nighttime driving, and even really the dust clips, I. Um, I've had experience with that, not too bad. You can still see the lighting um, and the traffic lights, but the red ones are, yeah, I know I've, I've definitely felt that experience. I'm actually driving up the mountain um, to our house here at times where I have to have the, my, I wear the darkest ones obviously all the time too. So I have to have them sort of down on my nose a bit to look yeah. over the over the glass to see that, to make sure that I can see the road because it's very dark up in the mountains where we live. And so, um, and sometimes it's foggy. So, I mean, not the safest thing in the world. I don't recommend that to anyone, but um, if you're like a daredevil like us, then maybe you're a real hardcore biohacker. It's like experiment yourself and see how what happens. They are the most effective though. Like from a sleep perspective, honestly, if I put them on at like 6.30, by 8.30, 9 o'clock, if I go outside, do a little bit of earthing and then come back inside, I am ready to sleep. And I fall asleep so quickly when I wear them. And they're just so effective, man. They're just mm. so effective. They are. It's just, it's, it, it blows my mind that how people can still not, know about them or not wear them consistently it's like it's this it's such like it's such the lowest hanging fruit in terms of just like as a foundation just like there's so many as you know there's so many other layers to like sleep as well and like grounding as well and the morning light is really important to anchor that as well and so the, like yeah for me it's just like it's a no-brainer and such an it but it's a habit building sort of foundation too so once you do it long enough for an ex- whatever period of time that is to make it a habit then that's it and so for us it's like we're really fascinated with human behavior and how to build that habit for people because once it's in it's in like if we, we go without blue blockers now it is like we're in just another world with like, oh it's like burning like look at the sun for instance and like it's just such a weird foreign feeling but um we're rarely without our blue blockers at night because it's just it's a habit it's like it's part of us now and so yeah, it really is hard to sort of fathom that people still don't haven't had that experience and to what it's like to have a really good sleep as well. And um, most people are aware, I think most of your listeners are aware too, like how important lighting is as a cue for sleep. And it really is one of the biggest ones it is because allowing us to sort of block in the light at night allows us, to, is this what our ancestors done is what we always done as humans is, is being like at nighttime when the sun sets is we're exposed to very limited light. It's either starlight, moonlight, firelight, candlelight that's really all we were exposed to for thousands of millions of years and so it's only recently we've been like being introduced to all this artificial light and bombarding us and so it's only it's it's showing up in so many ways in so many ways and it's like, like manifesting diseases as well but for sleep just as simple as that for people to get quality sleep is wearing consistently high quality blue blockers that block out all the blue and green and you 
wear it consistently enough to your body will start to reset your circadian rhythm. So if you wear it, I know some people might wear it occasionally, then they might not wear it a few nights and others wear it. Like it's, that's not really going to allow that body to actually allow it to get a, a deep reset and to be able to actually find, like you said, like this, like your, your body's like the your routine is just so like dialed in. You'll probably find that for most people as well, wake with the sun or arise with the sun will be somewhere similar in that sort of time frame at least. And so, and that will happen naturally as you sort of block artificial light at night, your body will reset itself in the circadian and we'll find your natural circadian rhythm, which will vary per person as well. So some may be more early rises, some late rises, and that's based off so many sort of different genetic aspects as well. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> There's a really cool quote. I think it's um, something like, good sleep starts as soon as you wake up. Um, and that's, I want to explore a little bit around that morning sun exposure and even a little bit on sun gazing. I don't know if you've had much or done much ex, uh, research on sun gazing. I want to share my quick experience with sun gazing in general. Like the days that I do it, when I do it properly with like um, the sun just above the horizon, um, maybe like 10 to 15 seconds or so, or maybe a little, little bit longer. On those days that I do it, there's a massive reduction in appetite. There's a significant increase in like general, like positivity and mood, which I'm very accustomed, I'm very in tune with my body in that sense. Um, and generally just feel more vital. So do you want to share a little bit around like sun gazing as like a little mm. intervention? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I definitely had my... My experience is actually living here at my family home now because we lost power up in um, the mountains there. So we I actually in the backyard here was quite frequently I would have my, um, I, I think Ben Greenfield got me onto the, like, the really like chunky morning smoothies and I was like just loading up like this was years ago. I was loading up morning smoothies with so much stuff, so much superfoods. And then I'd go out in the backyard and I'd ground on um, no matter what the ideally when the weather was, was great, it was like the sun was out. Um, even if it was like really cold on uh, bare feet and actually better when it's cold and it's wet and dewy because it's more highly conductive as well um, for the earth. And so that was great. And then looking at the sun as well in the morning, uh, for me, that varied. Um, again, like just getting, I could be out there for 10 minutes and looking towards a general direction of it. I could be um, looking down. I can. It's more like for people that never had that experience before. It's like you don't have to stare directly at it for like, hours or even for minutes really it's more just your eyes are in that general direction because the sunlight isn't a direct beam it's more just like quite a comprehensive sort of light so getting that exposure to your eyes and to your skin as well um i mean like i felt the same experience there's a level of sustained energy throughout the day and uh, for me i it was the combination of again like the blue block is i was discovering and learning and reading and listening about all these aspects of say sun gaze and the benefits but i was also experiencing that daily and so i was um it was a period i went through so much of it and it got i feel like um people can go down this realm as well in the spiritual aspect and how it can open up your sort of your third eye um looking at this sort of that's where it sort of um originated from is that ayurvedic aspect of things as well so the Ayurvedic um, was huge on like sort of sun gazing. That's what it came from. Is like it's a very spiritual practice as well. As not only is it biologically, like you actually have the allow your body to actually it's sort of the cascade of neurotransmitters that comes from that, like dopamine and serotonin, which is awesome. But it's also a deeper spiritual aspect as well. And I got a lot of insight there. Um, I know Paul Check mentioned about this as well. I've heard him speak about this in podcasts a lot. About he's to do. He was like doing it religiously for a period of time, and he, he wherever he was, he was at like and I was like, it's somewhere like near a dumpster out and like a sidewalk and you want to get the morning sun. And he was starting getting messages from there, um, from the sun, like incredible spiritual insight. Um, it does depend on certain aspects and where you are. But for me, it was just, yeah, I, I, I gained a lot of, of sort of um, spiritual groundedness as well. The, the grounding in the sun was incredible for my, sort of, um, my body and my spirit. And as well as the actual, the fact that exactly, I felt the level of, um, of just like throughout the day, this level of clarity. It was never like many, like no energy slumps. And then I had the great sleep at night with the block and the blue light, obviously. So those two pair together as a great anchor, um, a lighting anchor. So I learned how important it was to have like a lighting anchor 
as well re- of recently because we moved up into um, Sassafras in the mountains there. Um, it's a lot darker. Um, it's we're in a we're covered by a lot of trees, and so we don't even have the ability to. Um, some aspects in the morning we can get some morning sunlight. So we where we can, um, we'll it will, it will sort of sneak through the trees, and we'll get out there. And we'll, if it's we have to squat, we'll get in there wherever it is, find it, and so we like to grab that. And it's really nice. Um, but for other mornings, which is what we've actually learned recently and, and grown into, we're doing um, more like the light anchoring. So I'm using the retirement glasses. Um, I think Ben's brought them, um, popularized them for like years ago. I've been wearing them for about like sort of five years on and off as like a sort of substitute or like a supplement in a way to... Um, to sort of when it's really dark sort of winter mornings for instance so for people that do live in those environments it's like that's a really good thing as well as like a light box um like a flicker free light box i think it's so important to have uh, especially where we are it gets, it gets dark and it gets long um days as well and so for us it's like a flicker free light box can help sort of anchor our lighting um it won't replace the sun the sun's like number one um where possible that's obviously the way to go and then it's like a second secondary uh, option we go for like the light box and the retirement glasses which shine like a little um little like blue green sort of light into the eyes and sort of like helps a line the circadian rhythm as well especially useful around jet lag um but for us it's like we like to get a little blast of light in the morning not too long just enough to like allow our bodies to realize and like tell our bodies okay we're in like morning now let's like some increase the sort of cortisol let's decrease melatonin and let's get like the day going and it's with anchor we find and then obviously the blue block is at night time so morning light with the sort of blocking the night time of the artificial light i think they're just so powerful combo really yeah yeah with the um with the flicker free um light i think i've got um right now near my desk i've got like this um it's just like a clip-on light that just flicks towards my, well, shines towards my eyes. But when I film with my camera, I can see that it's flickering. So is that, that's technically, even though I can't see it without the camera, that's a flicker light, right? Correct. Yeah. The best way people can tell um, is get your phone on slow-mo. And so you go to slow-mo camera and you hold it up to any light. So even like your overhead lights, um, LEDs, anything to test whether it's flicker and it will flicker like crazy. Um, That's the way to test really easily whether you have a, a flicker light and a lot of lights are and what that essentially really does is that it just scrambles the brain and makes it very hard to sort of think and sort of burn through a lot more energy um, from the mind as well because it's time to, trying to interpret the light that's coming in and it's flickering in a way it's not um, it's very unnatural and so if you watch a candlelight it's a very natural sort of um, inconsistent flow of light. And so that's very mesmerizing. And we are naturally drawn to say watching a candlelight or even a firelight, which like a fireplace last night is just, you can watch it for hours. And that's because it's very inconsistent. Whereas the flicker is the consistent sort of flickering that comes. And it's it really what it does is sort of it fatigues the eyes and the brain uh, quickly. And so having like a um, the best test is obviously it's slow-mo in your camera and you can see. And so if you have downlights that, I mean, you hold your camera up and then do flicker, um, we have the downlights in our place are flicker. So we never use, never turn them on. Um, only if we spilt something on the ground, you need to see it. Otherwise it's always off. And and so it's a great way for people to test and say, if you've got flicker on, just turn them off. Um, otherwise trying to find a flicker free alternative. And there's, I think there's plenty out there for people that want to um, discover that as well. I'll definitely have to look into that because I mean, I thought my treadmill desk setup was was ideal, and now that now that I think about it, and I've I've seen the flicker, but I've never really thought it's you know has any deleterious effects on health. But um, I'll have to look into certain light therapies there, or um, set up a fireplace right right in front of my desk. Yeah, or red light, like red light therapy is also really like uh, ideal. Is like number one would be fireplace, It'd be like because you get the you get the negative ions as well as like the heat and the warmth, and as well as like so many benefits that come from that. But then again, like red light therapy is so popular these days too in the biohacking space. That's blown up because that does allow some infrared sort of um, heat and lighting, that, which is also very beneficial as well. So you can almost, in a way, um, counteract the sort of the negative deleterious effects of the sort of the the white lighting and put it like a red light in there as well, which sort of helps sort of balances it out. Um, hence why sending people's rooms are like red, lit up by red now. So um, they're quite useful as well. I haven't had a personal experience with them yet because we have the fireplace and we use like candlelight more often, but um, yeah, that can be quite beneficial. Yeah, I know you're someone that also tracks your sleep quite heavily. I'd love to hear about some of your experiments. Like what has been the most effective sort of protocol to optimize your sleep 
Yeah, I definitely. I've I've tracked them since I've or I'm still wearing it. Um, it's yeah, it's been years. I wore the little big chunky one back in the day, and I think it's been about. I've got about four, probably close to four or five years of data, maybe five years of data now of like every day. Uh, it was a period where I did uh, a few months. I did actually um, take it off for a few months because I wanted just to get more into my body and and, and feel that and what was actually more subjective and less so objective. Um, but now I feel like I've got the, the both pretty sweet spots, the subjective and the objective combined, which is really important to people. Because objectively, your data can be... Um, can be skewed as well and because subjectively you might feel great throughout the day but your data's saying you, you had a terrible sleep i'm like well i i feel great and that's more important than what my data's telling me so but it's also great to, to get that information so um for me i've had a lot i've done a lot over the years i've done a lot uh mouth taping earbuds um eye masks uh what else i've listened to binaural beats um whole tones. There's so many magnesium, the acupressure mats. Uh, I used to have a really down put um, routine here when I lived at home. My parents here was, I'd sleep on my acupressure mat. I even had my ice packs. Um, and you're very, I've actually, I think it might've been you who got me onto this icing my balls as well. I'd literally would sometimes at night have that on um, my little ice pack and lying on an acupressure mat my mouth taped, um, <laughs> earplugs ear in, eye, eye mask in, and then some nights I'd listen to either binaural beats or something that would help me to like sleep phones, I think as well. I, I was got out of control for me and I was so, so dialed in with like getting like the best sleep. And so um, that's very different now. Um, now living with Indy and in our place, it's, it's a very different world not having to sort of navigate that sort of sleeping with a partner and which is a very different space. Um, but for me, for me is um. I've refined it a lot more. I've actually pu- I did so much of that stuff and pulled it right back and wanted to really explore what was like the most fundamental. So uh, blue blocking at night is like number one for me. It's like, that's just a foundation. That's just part of what we do now. It's just a habit. And what so- time, What time do you put yours on? Uh, so we, it's literally sunset. And so, yeah, we just it become, it's so natural now. It's like, well, sunset's 5.30. And so as it goes down, it's like naturally it just goes on. Like it's yeah. more of a, a, a habit that they go on. Um, and again, I wear the darkest lens straight from 6, from 5.30 because I'm like, why just, just why not? <laughs> like I want the maximum benefit. And then why would I like allow any more some light in to maybe disrupt my melatonin secretion at night time? So for me, it's like just that's so simple. And so that was the foundations of blue blockers for me. And then I've just like, I've, simplified things a lot now these way days just because of for one sort of um i wanted to explore what i can sort of benefit from still with with very little because that's ideal for most people want to do that they want to spend the whole lives taking supplements and and different practices and make it very uncomfortable so for me it's like what is sustainable and what's practical for me and so for me it's definitely blue blockers but having an an evening routine and so an evening routine at almost a very similar time every night and so that is a definitely another hard thing to implement as well because mm-hmm. I find morning routines for me are very easy because the trigger is being wake up. It's, it's very simple. You trigger to wake up and then you have your morning routine or you create or do your morning routine, and which is mine is, is, is every morning as well. It's um, important to have that anchor. But at nighttime, it's so hard to find that like to shut off or to actually say 9.30 or whatever time that is, is to like, so stop and then start to unwind and allow yourself go to bed. And so... Um, for me, we have actually physically put on an alarm on my phone at 9.30. So when that goes off, um, it's like everything goes away. And then we just allow ourselves to like read in bed for a little bit. And so we like to, we've, I've shifted that. I used to read every morning and now I've shifted to nighttime reading. So read our physical books, um, with our red head torches. Um, we diffuse some lavender oil as well. We have a, um, a nebulizer. So it actually nebulizes the, the straight essential oil, no water added at all. So, nebulize some uh, lavender at nighttime in the bedroom, which is portable, so it requires no power. Um, the other aspect too that was improved the sleep um, consistently is switching off the power to the bedroom. So that one there, um, people may have experience with, but switching off your PowerPoints is one thing, but there's still dirty electricity and there's wires through your wall that are still emitting um, a, a sort of significant amount of non-native EMF. And so for us, it's simple to have the, the Wi-Fi router off or the, the router off at least if you don't have Wi-Fi and then to have our power off and to our room, which is like a, almost like a blackout zone now. So there's, um, there's no power running through the walls at all. And we then have that going at nighttime. And so now, therefore, the use of our headlamp is important because that's portable um, and that's um, rechargeable. 
And then we also have the portable rechargeable nebulizer. So everything we have is like, it doesn't require power, which is great. We've like created it in that way. And so for us, um, the foundation's obviously blue light. Um, the power off to the room is huge. Again, that's free as well. You can have these circuit breaker switch. You go there and you flick off, discover which one's your room, like make sure you don't switch off the fridge at night. Um, uh, for us right now, we have no power and no reception in our house. So it's not an issue, <laughs> probably for the next several days. So um, sleeping is going to be fine for us the next few days. But naturally, part of our evening routines is um, flipping off the, the power, wearing the blue lights, and we've made a custom-built bed frame as well, which is inclined. So... I know you've shared this as well on your um, Instagram, which is great. And it's still very, really novel and not really that sort of well-known as well. But we have our, um, we designed a custom built timber bed frame with no metal in it whatsoever. And so we had a local carpenter in Melbourne here um, design it for us and build it for us. And it compacts down and can fit in the car as well. And so um, we should just patent this, <laughs> this idea because we've done it in a way that he's, he's incredible as guy's carpenter. So we've done it. We have three different blocks at different levels. So we wanted to, increase it from say two degrees to four degrees to six degrees incline and so we experiment those levels and it's also got a um and it's all timber there's like no metal whatsoever so the idea is that it's so important not to have any metal in the bedroom as a conductive towards non-native emfs as well so for us we're like we've got this design that's a, like a foundation they have a nice timber bed frame and we've inclined ours up i think about four degrees right now we did do six degrees but it was um it, the six degree angle was was too much for us. It was like it was too it, too extreme, and so um, that was uh, we found was slipping a fair bit, and that would disrupt our sleep a bit. And so we wanted to find a sweet spot. So we're at we're at four degrees right now, and that's like a, a pretty good sweet spot for us that allows us to have that that sort of lymphatic and glymphatic sort of drainage and flow throughout the night. And uh, that it takes a while to get used to. Uh, for us, it definitely, it was a sort of adjustment. I had some sort of lower back pain to begin with. And then it's like you start to sort of, your body starts to adjust to that as well. And so um, having the incline bed, um, obviously the power off to the room, diffusing essential oil, reading a little bit before bed, maybe like 10, 20 minutes for us, and then having to block in the blue light. They're really like the foundations for us. Um, that you, for you mouth taping it all or occasionally yeah so that's like we have like a i have like a toolbox and it's a sleep toolbox and i i feel into how i feel like it so if some night say like the night before i woke up with maybe a little bit of a dry mouth then i'd like i'd get the tape out and i'd take my mouth on and i'd also sometimes i'd find because i do have sinus issues over the years um i, I have had some problems with like sort of breathing to my um, sinuses and i know how important that is and then mouth breathing and so i if i was to take my mouth i'd also put in a nasal dilator so there's um i think it's called mute i think it is um company i think the australian company as well they um comes in and allows the sort of airways to sort of open up and so they go inside there and so I have a, um, a nasal dilator in there and take my mouth at the same time. And I do see, I do, I do find I have, I think, an increase in REM um, based off that. Uh, and, but my sleep does vary significantly um, based off a few factors. So I do notice that um, I've recently been experimenting with whole tones. Um, Michael Terrell, um, I, think, I think Ben... I might have mentioned Ben Greenfield in his show. I'm not sure where that was from, but I I don't know where I discovered it. But the whole turns I've got the um, the lullaby sound soundtrack was like seven seven or eight songs for about thirty odd minutes or twenty three minutes long, and I've been putting them at nighttime on my old iPhone on airplane mode in the room as well, and so playing that on the timer. And surprisingly, I have noticed an increase of deep and because they have actually um, done a lot of, uh, sort of work with that and showing the increase in that, but having the actual data to uh, support that, which is great. So uh, I feel great waking up, but it's actually interesting to see the data in my aura um, when I've been playing that, um, my increase of deep sleep from listening to the whole tones. Where's the sound? The sound's coming from the iPhone away from... Where's yeah. the Yes, yeah, so iPhone's like at the bedside table. Um, that's it's uh, my old one. I've installed the um, the soundtrack onto, and so my the main main phone is like being charged in a separate room, and yeah. then this one here is just it just holds just literally the whole tones and yeah. some affirmations on there as well. And we have it in airplane mode, the red light function on the screen. So like there's nothing on there and we have it away from us as well. So there's when your phone's in airplane mode, it's, it's a very little emittance of um, on the name EMF, a little bit of a little, very little bit. But as you have it, like the closer you get to the worse it is. So for us, like from like, like half a meter away on airplane mode, 
um, then it's like it's there's very little disturbance, if not any at all, uh, for our sleep. But it's been more beneficial with the fact that we listen to either affirmations or whole tones. And I've really been experimenting with that lately and really noticing a difference. And that was quite interesting as well, that one. And and then throughout that as well, that same toolbox as well. Um, some mag- we use the transdermal magnesium as well from activation. We spray that in our bodies. We find that's more common through the summer months as well. Winter months, not as drawn to having as much magnesium, I guess, as probably sweating more in the summer months as well. Um, as well as a few other little supplements here and there, like some terpenes. Um, what, what else? We I've had, had some CBD last night, um, a CBD vape with essential oils as well. So it's just experimenting. It's more, it's not so much, they're not the foundation. They're more like a supplement toolbox that I can just dig through and when I feel drawn to and I wear it. But the, the foundations, what I mentioned before, are really, um, I think, are really effective for me at least. Yeah, the um, the nebulizer for the... Have you experimented with any other essential oils apart from lavender? Uh, I don't think so. No, I haven't actually. I think I've just been drawn to lavender. I think I've, I've is, found that quite effective. There is one that I think would be cool to trial is um, Idaho Blue Spruce. I don't know if you've Ooh. heard about that one. Yeah, um, it's supposed to have like the highest vibrational frequency of all essential oils. Wow. Yeah, like 528 hertz or something. Um, oh wow! Interesting. Okay, I've got some. I've got some here. Um, yeah, basically, it's supposed to be like one of the most grounding essential oils. Wow! Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that'd be interesting to try. Try it for sure. I get that link from you. I'll send you the uh, link to the the nebulizer as well. It's like they um they had to change the name on that because after the COVID um situation, nebulizers now are really like not popular. So they've changed the name to a waterless diffuser. Um, because they're just they're just emitting it's all it is like you said it's just like a normal diffuser but it just it's, it vaporizes the essential oil and no water so it's very like more potent and so um, yeah I'll send a link to that as well which is cool yeah, cool. yeah man there's there's so many cool like um, some cool hacks there man like even some of the, the things around like um, having the the light the headlamp you know um, shutting off all all blue light at night um, inclining the bed that's that's a game changer. Uh, you know, there's so many things. And then you've obviously you're doing the earthing, like what first thing in the morning, is that usually when you do your earthing? Yeah, it can vary. It can, um, if we're going for a walk, I wear my earth runners. So it allows me to be able to walk and across the, the plane of the earth and be able to like still connect to the earth with the copper plug there. And so that's ideal. Um, in the winter months, it's not as as easy. Um, definitely with the, the, it's a lot colder up in the mountains and it's a lot, it's a lot wetter as well. So um, summer months, definitely, it's, I find that naturally, it's almost like I'm following the seasons more too. So if on the summer months, we we are outside more, we are grounded more, whereas winter months, we're more inside, more introspective, we've got the fire going, there's a different... Um, different transition of energies as well. So I feel like grounding is important, but sometimes your environment may not pull for that or may not be possible. So therefore there's other things that help with that. So the infrared heat from the, um, and the, like the energy that comes from the fire is very different and it's very grounding as well. Um, but for us, we, yeah, it's, it's where, where possible we're trying to get out there, whether it's morning, whether it's afternoon, um, for us. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, there's definitely so many like useful, useful strategies. I like how you've sort of explored, um, you know, things, outside of just simply relying on, you know, various supplements and things like that. Although they really were like exciting and tempting to explore and they still are. I think what you've shared so far really with, you know, the lifestyle strategies are going to be, you know, very, very useful to my audience. They're going to definitely love this. So um, tell us what's next, what's next in, in your, in your world? Like what's, what's on, on the horizon? Yeah. So exciting times for the Barclays, the glasses. So they're, um, I was already, I guess I, because I did create them or innovate them sort of oh, three, three odd years ago, I got to the space now where I, I want like a refresh and sort of like a rebranding and that. And so, um, we're in the stages, Indy and I, I get to be able to build this and create this with Indie now too. It's an, another creative edge, which before was just by myself and I was, took a lot longer. And so now we're turning to sort of fast track things a lot. And so for the glasses, um, we are definitely growing that. We're bringing the manufacturing now to Australia, um, which is, it's going to be very unique. And so they're going to be Australian made. And so there's not many blue blocks or actually any in the world that actually will be Australian made as well. Manufacturing here, uh, the lenses will be in this new Japanese technology that um, designed in the same lab as well um, with our manufacturer here. And so these new frames are also going to be made from bioacetate. And so it's a biodegradable acetate. 
So uh, indie has been a huge impact um, and a huge influence on me and sort of uh, inspired to sort of bring our brand to this whole sustainable um, eco style, not from a a greenwashing aspect. A lot of people, a lot of companies definitely can see the benefit of that and they just want to just jump on that bandwagon. For us, we're genuinely passionate about the earth and we really want to have that impact and where we can see possible and make this as, as a tighter loop as possible. So everything from the packaging from recycled craft paper boxes to um, compostable um, labels, compostable sort of um, shipping mailers. Um, we want to have... Um, and we're going to actually streamline the new lenses. So we're going to have a day and a night lens. So rather than having three lenses, um, bring it down to two, uh, make it more streamlined, um, shift the sort of the style a little bit, a very small sort of um, alteration styles to be very similar to what they are right now. Um, we're still experimenting still with the clip-on aspect, whether we want to have, have them foldable. Um, there's a, there's a, a high chance you might have them foldable so they can fold down into itself and be even more transportable as well, which is really important for us. Um, it's like practical level of like design and style for us as well as the materials. So we make sure we source the best materials possible and make sure that they're, um, they sort of align with our level of like uh, sustainability and also function as well. And so we're trying to um, source as much Australian as possible. And so most of the pack, most of the packaging will be Australian and be like one or two elements that we'll be sourcing overseas. Um, but the majority will be Australian made. Um, our, our offices, which is our home is carbon neutral based off our internet and, and power supply and everything. Our shipping will now be carbon neutral as well. So we're planting two trees for every order as well as actually every order as well. They're actually supporting a, um, a local, so they actually geo, um, location based on where the order is and it'll support a local initiative that's actually helping to um, sustain it's a sustainability project as well so eco card is what we have for that so everything is going to be completely um, carbon neutral if not carbon positive in the aspect of of the classes and then all the materials will be either be recycled craft or bioacetate um, biodegradable materials and so we're trying just to combine everything that we have our knowledge and passion into this um, this new stage as well so um, yeah it's exciting times and they will be the like the, the pre-orders or at least will be coming out as soon as we possibly can so we're hoping within the next like sort of month or two that will be ready to go and people can actually see that um, they will based off because they are increased as well it'll be at a higher price um, higher price point be more of a premium product so they'll be like sort of break away from the other ones right now so where where we are right now is still like a nice little mid-range one um these would be quite a premium increase as well but we that would be of like the highest quality that we can possibly source um ideal and most of it from australia too and so that was like really exciting for us to create and innovate as well and so um we're really pumped about getting that on the market out there yeah, man. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of what you guys are doing and like, yeah, I'm happy to be supporting you because like I know how long this journey's taken and um, how many ups and downs you've had. And um, yeah, like it's just a, it's the typical entrepreneur's journey. Like you go through ups and downs and like you're, you're at a point now where I think you're starting to scale and I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that and I'm proud to be supporting you, man, because like I really do believe in your vision and um the content you guys offer is amazing. So, um, yeah, I just want to say hats off to you. Hats off to you and Indy. Thanks. Yeah, a lot of downtimes, that's for sure, <laughs> that people don't see, which is really cool. And I know everyone experiences that. You're right. Like the entrepreneurial life, it's like, it really is. There's this a massive roller coaster, and it's a roller coaster with like a blindfold on that like you don't know when the dips will come. You don't know when the highs will come either, but you just committed to that. And for us, it's like just massive integrity, transparency, and we're just committed and persistent through this and it's like for us we know that it'll um we will be able to deliver something that we're, we're proud of but also knowing that this is like others will benefit greatly from as well mm, yeah so for those listening in if they want to purchase a pair of blue blockers from um, barclay eyewear i'll leave them linked in the show notes i do have a discount code set up it's ergogenic 10 for those listening in who want to buy a pair um but otherwise for all other updates and um news uh, Dane, where can people keep up to date? Yeah, so we got, I've got my, well, my personal account, Dane Barkley and Instagram is more just, uh, it's more like either funny stuff or it might be sort of um, more relevant to what's going on in the world right now. It's a combination. Uh, Barkley Eyewear Instagram at Barkley Eyewear is all about the glasses, all about lighting. And we're going to start to build more and share more um, information in that aspect of things too. 
and at livehilistically.au. And that is our one with Indy and myself. And that's where we'll be sharing a lot more content around preconception, around conception, conscious conception, and our journey on that too. So if people want to follow that journey, it's there. So we've got three separate accounts that people want to check out as well. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link them in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, Dane, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Oh, I appreciate having me on. This is really cool. Really good chat. Awesome. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.